Hi everybody, I'm Christina, founder of Liberate. This is our mascots, Miss Piggy and Mr. Chew. Liberate is like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory for spirituality. You might wonder what the heck that is. And so basically Liberate is a place of sheer magic activating and reigniting that magic into you so that you can live your fullest potential and most fulfilled life. When you walk through the door, you're gonna see magic everywhere you look. You look down and you see a crystal floor made with over 10,000 pounds of crystals. You say that's a lot, but I know I laid them and had to do numerous trips to the crystal store to buy more and more crystals. There's all of these beautiful, magical gemstones that are activating and creating healing from the beneath and the surface. You see the tree of life when you first walk in. You go upstairs and every room has its custom sacred geometry mural in it. And then you notice that each of the rooms are labeled with different uh, names of deities or archangels from different traditions and, and religions from all over the world. This is Liberate. Liberate is a space of union. Liberate is a space of creativity. Liberate is a space of expansion. And we're here to help heal you, transform, and help you rediscover yourself. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi there, welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about astrology and what's going on in the world and how astrology plays into it and kind of taking a little bit of a, you know, deeper dive into not just the basics of astrology, but what else is there once you, you know, go beyond just your sun sign and maybe your rising sign, you know, and looking at those charts. And so today we have astrologer Aya Samani with us and I'm excited to learn because there's a lot of crazy events going on in the world right now, and I'm always fascinated to learn a little bit more about astrology since I'm still a newbie. <laughs> so welcome. Nice. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So, um, you know, I want to uh, chat with you a little bit about, you know, I want to hear your journey for a moment about how you got into astrology and when you took that, that steps and sort of kind of topic is beyond, you know, the basic signs and learning that chart. Um, when did you first start getting involved in being fascinated with astrology and when did you take it a step further to start to study it? Yeah, so funny story. When I was growing up, I did not believe in astrology at all. Like, because I'm a Capricorn mm -hmm. and I would always read, like, you know, the Capricorn horoscopes and I would read the descriptions of what a Capricorn is like. And I would always hear, uh, read these things like, oh, very structured and disciplined. And I'm like, that's not me at all. <laughs> so I didn't believe in astrology for a long time. And then when I was 16, um, a family member of mine purchased a birth chart reading for me and it was really interesting but she didn't like really go too much deeply into it so I was like oh okay like this is cool and then um, I remember years down the line um, when I became an adult um, in my probably like around age 20 I was working at a bank and a friend of mine was like oh have you like been on this side you see your sun moon and rising and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, it just kept getting brought back up to me. So it was like almost as if the universe was like, all right, you need to look into this. So I just had a lot more friends that were getting into it. And then I got an in-depth reading. Um, this was about six years ago, five or six years ago. And I was like, this is real <laughs> when, I, when I got that in-depth reading. Um, the astrologer that did that for me uh they were just able to predict things about my life that had happened years ago like from my childhood that no one else would know mm -hmm. and um it was also at a time in my life where there were so so many like weird things happening and I was just like why is this happening I'm always the type of person to ask why yeah so astrology gave me a lot of answers for why certain things would happen because I'm so analytical um, but yeah, that's that's how I started my journey, and that's how I pretty much 
so then you got said, into it. So then you said, okay, I need to learn this? Or yeah. Like, I mean, what was the next step? Okay, you're fascinated <laughs> by this reading. You're like, okay, they knew things about my past. And, okay, so, you know, they, they could pinpoint different elements of your past. Could they also pinpoint in that reading some points that were going to be coming up for you in the future? Yeah, they were able to do that as well. And also some things that I was currently going through at that time as well. So it just really gave me insight into my my life in the past, present, future. And I just became obsessed. Like I eat, breathed and lived astrology for like that full like next year. And then I started doing free readings for people at some point. And then um, it just got overwhelming to the point where I was just doing so many free readings that I ended up making a business out of it. And I was like, this is amazing. And I just felt like it was what I was called to do. Wow. Yeah. And so what a, what was one of the first things that fascinated you about getting that in-depth reading and learning more that there's more than just your sun sign that put, puts into play? I think the thing that fascinated me the most was learning about my North Node. Okay. Um, so the North Node in your chart represents your purpose in life and what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to achieve and manifest for yourself in life. And then opposite of that is a placement in the chart that's called the South Node that has to do with past life karma and like what you're letting go of and what you're moving on from. And my north node is in Sagittarius and my south node is in Gemini. Okay. And I remember reading something about the south node in Gemini. And it was like, in your past life, you may have been a journalist. And at the time, I was really heavy into journalism. Like, I wanted to go to school for journalism. And I was, like, always writing these articles online. So I was like, that's so crazy. And... um so it's like you were you were manifesting what you were familiar with in your life. <laughs> exactly. And and that's the thing about the South Node is that we tend to more so lean towards what the South Node because that's what we're used to. That's what mm. we're coming from. Whereas the North Node is something that we have to manifest. So um, that, that was really um, an intriguing part of that reading was learning about my North Node and my South Node. Um, and then, you know, learning with the North Node in Sagittarius is about um, traveling the world and diving deeper into knowledge and, you know, gaining more wisdom and gaining a deeper insight into your spirituality. So I was just like, oh, wow, like that really sounds like what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah. Yeah. And then and then, you know, so f from that, you just you kind of organically became, you know, obsessed with it, like you said, and lived, breathed, and, and then started to say, okay, let me share this because I'm so excited with everybody. Let me see as many charts as I could. And and in that, did you notice when you were giving readings to other people, seeing, you know, was there any kind of like, oh, wow, this doesn't even just work for me, it works for them too? Or, you know, what were, what were people's responses and what did you get out of uh, doing all those free readings for a while? Yeah, so the free readings, um, it really gave me the ability to be have an impact on people's lives and really help them um, understand themselves on a deeper level. Um, because a lot of the times, people tell us about ourselves all the time. Like, I can tell you, oh, you do this or you do that. And we may or may not take it for face value. Or sometimes we take it, sometimes we don't. Um, depending on if it's a compliment or if it's criticism. But astrology is unbiased because when I was giving these free readings to people, a lot of the time, sometimes they were my friends and family, but a lot of the times they were people that I didn't know because mm -hmm. I had gained a following on social media and I would just read random people's charts that I didn't even know for free. Yeah. And so these are people that I've never even spoken with and I'm like able to tell them things about themselves and they're like, oh, wow, you actually know this. Um, and they would be better able to take my word for it because I'm someone that they don't know. So it's not like I'm being biased or, you know, picking something apart from them that I know personally about them. I'm just reading the chart. Yeah. So um, it helped them gain more clarity on their lives. And um, they really they really appreciated it for the most part. And I never got any bad feedback Wow. 
And for your type of readings, what do you kind of do? Do you do more like um, landscape and what people are swimming in, or do you do more predictive, or do you do more like, you know, helping guide them through difficult times? What do you find that you do? What What's your kind of flavor? So it, it really depends on the reading. I do different types of readings. Um, so I do have uh, more so predictive readings that I do, which are like, oh, what can you look forward to? Mm-hmm. So I have year ahead readings that I do, which is me um, looking at their chart in relation to um, the transits that are coming up for the next full year. And then um, I also do... Um, monthly transit reading so we can look at the month ahead and things like that but usually the first time is just like that birth chart in-depth reading and I call it cosmic counseling okay because what I have found and most of the testimonials and the reviews that I've received from people is a lot of times they say that my sessions are like therapy yeah um they're like oh it's so therapeutic um this was better than my therapy session so I'm not only telling them about themselves, but I'm like helping them navigate, you know, through that process, showing them their strengths and their weaknesses, helping them point out what what their purpose in life is, what direction they should be going. But then also diving into stuff that people don't necessarily want to talk about because when you're reading someone's chart, it's very personal, you know. So sometimes I see things in a chart you know, about something that may have happened during a person's childhood or something in regards to a relationship. And that comes up in the session. And so we talk about that. And it's really nice because I'm able to hold space for people Mm -hmm. and people are able to be vulnerable with me, um, which I'm honored, you know, because not everyone is going to be that way with just any any person. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's a big responsibility. Yeah. it's, it's also really rewarding, too. I love that. So in with with that being said, so you do all of these different types of readings. And what, one of the other topics that we we're going to talk about today is really looking at kind of like our year on like a global or, you know, a na- national level. Right. You mm-hmm. know. And so with that being said, I love to hear a little bit about some of your insight. You know, it's 2020, <laughs> you know, like, and it has been crazy since 2020 started. We've had fires erupt all over Australia and every part of there. We've almost went into a third war, 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 world war. <laughs> oh my God, that's like a little like, I can't even, <laughs> blooper, have fun with it. <laughs> no, just not going to have to cut it. But, um, and allowing, uh, so we've had that, you know, with everything that was going on with the United States and Iran. And then you have the biggest economic crash happening right now. And you have a worldwide pandemic happening with the coronavirus. I mean, it, we're two months in and it's, <laughs> it's like crazy. It's crazy town. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And what is happening right now is extremely significant. Um, It's something that's been brewing for a long time through like a slow process. Um, At the very beginning of the year, we had an eclipse. And an eclipse is basically a major astrological event. Um, They are either new moons or full moons on steroids. Mm -hmm. Um, So they bring about major life changes, epiphanies, um, you know, big turning points within the world and society. And this happens multiple times a year. Um, So what was special about this one in the beginning of the year? So what's special about this one is that it happened two days before a major alignment with uh, Saturn and Pluto being in the sign of Capricorn. And this is something that's been brewing for the past couple of years with Saturn and Pluto being in the same sign together, but they were exactly together on January 12th. And there was an eclipse that happened two days before that. Okay, so what does that mean? (laughs) Uh, You know, them being in alignment. What, 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 why is that so significant? What energies does that bring off? So Pluto is the planet of transformation and death and rebirth. And wherever Pluto is or wherever tr- Pluto is transiting for us, it's going to break major things down so that we can birth something new. And uh, Saturn 
represents uh, structure and building things and uh, commitment and boundaries. And the, these two planets are both in the sign of Capricorn. Now this alignment does not happen very often. And with them both being together, it's like we are breaking down different structures to rebuild something. So the whole thing that happened with, you know, the Trump, the Trump administration and him almost being oh, yeah, impeached. I, oh, yeah, I didn't have that one. And that was another one, too. You know, like, but I mean, like, talk about everything breaking down. We have, you know, we have all of Australia on fire. We had, you know, war about to break out. We've had our president almost impeached. We've had now we have a worldwide pandemic that might kill a, a large of portion of the population. I mean, uh, I mean, we don't even know what that that data is coming out, you know, and, and what the impact of that is going to be. But even at their two to five percent of people that get it death rate. But you got to know that that's a lot higher when hospitals are overrun or in or in poorer countries that don't have the medical care. So I'd say that that could jump from 10 to 20 percent of the world's population, mm -hmm. you know, like huge. And on top of it. You're seeing now we are having the biggest economic downfall globally. This isn't one country. All countries' uh, economy are crashing, you know, because it's a global thing happening. Right. So Capricorn is the sign of governmental structures and tradition. So with Pluto and Saturn together being in the sign of Capricorn, Pluto representing transformation, death and rebirth, and Saturn having to do with structure and rebuilding things, and then both being aligned in Capricorn, it's breaking down a lot of those structures so that we can rebuild. And what's happening now is that there's a lot of energy clearing that's happening on a global scale. You could say um, that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty tragic, but you know, it is it is there's so much, so much going on, you know? And the other side of it is that um, we have the North Node, which represents our purpose and mm -hmm. what we're supposed to be moving towards and fulfilling, and that's in the sign of cancer. And I'm sure that you've also noticed um, uh, centered around some of the major deaths that have occurred as far as celebrities like Kobe Bryant. Um, for example, he was someone that was very influential, you know, had a huge mark in his career in society. And Capricorn is actually the sign of career. Yeah. Um, but the other side of that was that he was also a family man. And he was, you know, very much about being a father and being involved with his children. Mm -hmm. So the North Node being in cancer means that um, we are purging a lot of things related to our governmental structures and the foundation of society and rebuilding that because of the Pluto and Saturn being in Capricorn. But with the North Node being in Cancer, we're supposed to be leaning more towards um, being more nurturing, being more caring, and, you know, appreciating the, the family foundation. Finally, I mean, <laughs> we've been in greed and corruption for the last hundred years. We need to shift it, you know? Like, it's been about money and power and, you know, greed yeah. and... And, you know, I don't care as long as I win. It's been a competitive I individual aspect on a global basis. And because of that, you see what's happening. You, you see global warming. You see 90% of the fish in the ocean being fished out. You see, you know, most of the species of animals on the endangered species list. You see, you know so much it's unsustainable it's completely unsustainable and you know nobody is caring and then with the social media culture it's like everything's about me 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 and people yeah. are forgetting about we 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 mm -hmm. and it's yeah I just uh, you know it's like as, as it's much overwhelming <laughs> you know like where that's the only like hope that I see out of this like tower destruction happening is maybe that we re get to rebuild something that's actually sustainable yeah you know? but i don't think we can ever go back to to how we were after all these events like oh no and, and that's that's the beauty of it so pluto with 
Pluto with be, with it being in Capricorn and just Pluto in general, it, it creates tragedies. So whenever we have um, Pluto in a certain sign, there usually will be tragedies or traumatic events um, with themes surrounding that particular sign. So like, for example, when Pluto was in the sign of Cancer, that was when we had the Great Depression. That was when we had World War One. And there were a lot of families that were separated because of this. And, um, you know, people were literally struggling to simply survive and cancer is the sign of family. But people also placed more of a high importance, you know, with family around that time. Yeah. But now with Pluto being in Capricorn, people are so concerned with success because Capricorn is the sign of success. People are like, oh, I need to be successful. I need to make this amount of money. Like you're saying, people are overly focused on that. But we're also needing to purge some of that you know, break some of these traditions. A lot of people are also talking about, you know, changing up the way in which we do things with our families and creating new traditions and and breaking generational trauma that goes back to um, the North Node being in cancer, which has to do with um, our family values and our roots. So it's very much of a lot of father, mother, paternal maternal energy that's been happening for quite some time and Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 so if you can think of what happened in 2008 we had the recession we had uh, Obama that went in office um so wow and then so with that being said I just something that I'm thinking because you're you're referencing the great depression uh happened when Pluto was in uh, cancer, mm-hmm. and now you're saying that it's kind of the the nodes have switched, and so um, the the at that time that would have been you know so now you're saying that the opposite, right? So Pl- Pluto is in, in Capricorn, Capricorn, but the opposite energy of it is the Cancer energy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's kind of like we're doing a complete you know switch, <laughs> yeah. right? And so it's interesting. They went from more family given to after the Great Depression, needing to protect herself, wanting to make more money, wanting to be more like entrepreneurial mindset, money orientated, uh, financially stable, world power, all of that happened. Mm-hmm. And that was in the shadow aspect or the downside, right? Or the node, the opposite node side, right? So mm-hmm. it was like it pulled that into existence and we're almost like doing a pulse shift. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the beauty in astrology is that we can see these shifts and these the cycles because life is all about cycles. We're constantly going through different phases. You know, as we know, the moon goes through phases. We go through phases like the moon. Um, and all of these these things, they connect everyone. Um, so that's one of the things that I admire about astrology is that it shows us how we're all connected and how everything just kind of relates and correlates. Okay. No, I think that the people that are watching are thinking, well, well, a couple months in, we face some of the biggest things in anybody's <laughs> lifetime or even their parents' lifetime. So what else is, because I don't know how much more people can take, but it might be more destruction that's happening. But as you see, you know, the rest of the year and kind of that forecast for the rest of the year, what are some things that you anticipating uh, seeing happen within society, um, individuals and global, you know? So uh, a major a major thing that's going to happen this year is that Saturn is actually going to be transitioning into Aquarius and Jupiter is going to be transitioning into Aquarius as well. So we're kind of going to start moving out of that Capricorn energy, even though Pluto will continue to be in Capricorn until 2024. So we still have <laughs> we still have some time for that. <laughs> but, okay. But, um, so, but, so even though it seems like a massive theory <laughs> that just started to happen, it's, it's going to take a few more years um, <laughs> we're going to be in the in the thick of it I, I mean I don't know like I thought these last two months were a lot you just <laughs> sprung four more years on it <laughs> will we we will see how it goes <laughs> but um so yeah Saturn is going to move into Aquarius and Ju- Jupiter is going to move into Aquarius as well so what does and that mean Aquarius is a sign of innovation and um it's well we definitely need it after like every economy and every structure yeah. is collapsing so what we're going to start seeing is uh, technology is going to 
get to an entire new level. I mean, it's already, we've already seen how technology has transformed and changed so much over the years, but it's going to continue to evolve. We're going to live in the world of Black Mirror. (laughs) If anybody hasn't seen that show, like, it's like freaking lenses that you're wearing and you can record everything. (laughs) Rewind, rewind. (laughs) Like, it's fucking freaking creepy. But we're not too far off, you know? They do have Oculus, like, recording technology for your lenses of your eye. I mean, the nanotechnology is already there. Yeah, so technology is going to continue to evolve. And um, uh, Aquarius is also the sign of consciousness and just knowledge and... um, the, the saying for Aquarius is, I know. So our consciousness as a whole and on a global w- level is going to continue to increase, especially because of technology. Things are going to be... Um, we're going to start having more awareness about, you know, um, things that may not have been so readily known to everyone. It, it'll be even more available. And then also astrology is is going to continue to boom. I mean, we've already we already are starting to have more apps, you know, for astrology and astrology is becoming more of a regular conversation when before the average person wouldn't really know too much about astrology, but especially with millennials and, you know, technology. Which is (laughs) funny because if you go back, you know, to, I don't know, the Sumerians or different other cultures and, uh, I mean, the Sumerians being the oldest culture and things like that, everything's based on astrology. Everything, everything in, in different eras, you know, whether Greek mythology and then the astrology that they looked at and astronomy was like huge in our past and then somehow it teetered off and now right. it's coming back. I know, right? Yeah, and see that that goes back to the cycles because we're always gonna go through these, you know, these cycles of, you know, the planets moving throughout the signs. There's twelve signs. So everything always comes back three hundred and sixty degrees, full circle. Yeah, so, but hopefully full circle on a more evolution. <laughs> Right, we're supposed to be rising, not declining. (laughs) Yeah, or staying, and, and, you know, let's just repeat it again. Please sign me up for a new planet. Thank you. (laughs) How many lessons do we need to learn here? I know, right? So, um, so yes, with Jupiter and, and Saturn moving into Aquarius this year, that's going to be major as far as um, leveling up our consciousness is concerned and also major increases in technology. Um, more people are going to want to help and volunteer and, and do more humanitarian type work because Aquarius is also the sign of the revolution, the revolutionary. So we may actually have some major, major protests during this time with Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and when does this happen? So Saturn is actually moving into Aquarius um, in March, March huh? of 2020. And then Jupiter goes into Aquarius in December. So Saturn is only going to be, we're going to get a peak of it in Aquarius this year. Um, it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn, I think around June. Uh-huh. And then it's going to go back into Aquarius in December when Jupiter will also be moving into Aquarius as well. Okay, so like in March, we go forward for a few months. And then we go back in June, and then come December, we go forward again. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to get a little peek of that this year, and then at the end of the year, in in December, it'll be in Aquarius to stay for the next, like, two and a half years. So we have to go through all of this stuff for another, like, almost year? Like, we have to wait until December to get this stuff over with? I mean, I guess there's a lot to clean up. There is a lot to clean up. We're just seeing the the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I'm not sure when people are watching this video, but I know it'll be a couple weeks from when we're probably recording it right now, and it's already crazy, so some of the stuff is going to be 10 times the exponential, like, um, impact, but... uh, I just keep on hearing in my head, the age of Aquarius. Yes, and that is what we are. I mean, astrologers have a big debate about when the age of Aquarius started. Um, Okay. There are different timelines that people say. I personally say that it's already started. Some people are saying that it's going to start once we have the Saturn and Jupiter alignment in Aquarius. Um, but we are nevertheless either we're transitioning in, into that that age of Aquarius time, which is a time of huge enlightenment. So, like I said, a lot of knowledge is just going to be it's already readily available because we have the Internet. But, but um, whether people want to consume it is something different. right? Exactly. There's, there's so much available. 
available to people at any given time, but I find that most people don't want to look or read or understand, right? Right. So and those- then now you have the problem where a lot of things are censored, right? You know, like our technology rose so much for a period of time. There was, you could Google anything or search on, on the different Bing or Yahoo or whatever, and you'd find all this uncensored material. But as as algorithms and control started to come in, it's really hard to try to like maneuver to find some information that isn't what is put on the top intentionally, right? You have to get to 10 pages down to find yeah, some other things. It's and annoying. you know, like, and so it's very interesting, even feeling like there's an open book of knowledge that. It's censored. And I find that a lot with like now with the coronavirus, like I'm literally like 10 pages down to find an article from Italy. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it's like uh, even if I type Italy coronavirus and I put in the time frame from the last 24 hours or whatever the case may be, and I put some other keywords that I'm searching for, like it's all, all this other stuff pops up. And I'm like, I'm looking for that. I put parentheses around it, do all this stuff. I'm like, you can't tell me that that doesn't exist on the internet anywhere. <laughs> like, you cannot tell me that this doesn't exist. Finally, I get to like, you know, 10 pages into like, you know, the search engine. And I'm like, oh, there's what I was looking for. And yeah. why are you even showing me this stuff that had nothing to do with what I was asking about? You know, yeah. but it's interesting, but we're going to see that shift. Yeah, we are going to see that shift as far as um, more people just wanting to be more aware of, you know, everything that's going on and um, finding more things about just being knowledgeable and even increasing their awareness as far as like what's in foods and, you know, what's healthier for you to eat and and things of that sort. So we're going to see that awareness um, increase as far as our consciousness is concerned. Um, Major changes in technology. We already have robots that are citizens. I don't know if you've heard of that. No, fill me in. I mean, maybe I've been deep diving too much in the political (laughs) drama. Yeah, there's a a robot that's a citizen. I think in Saudi Arabia, they made a robot a citizen. She's been on, like, national television. She can hold a a whole entire conversation with you. So we will start to see more of those things as well during the age of, during, you know, the Saturn and Jupiter alignment in Aquarius. Um, Ay, ay, ay. It's going to be an interesting I mean, time. It's going to be an interesting robots time. robots and different things. <laughs> I mean, oh, when, when's the tickets to Mars happen? But also <laughs> the positive thing is that we're going to be moving towards what's better for the collective because Aquarius rules the 11th house in astrology, which um, has to do with the collective. It has to do with humanity as a whole, groups and organizations of society. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be more so thinking and moving towards a mindset of what's better for humanity as a whole instead of getting out of, get, instead of being in this mindset of, oh, it's all about me. It's all about about me we're gonna Although be that's needed otherwise you know pretty soon there ain't gonna be no <laughs> animals left the, the you know the whole planet the water is gonna all the ice caps are gonna melt and all the major cities are gonna be underwater i mean these are like you know this is real stuff happening like mm-hmm. people are like not even aware like scientifically they say that by 2050 most of the coastline cities are going to flood a minimum of 24 times a year. Like, this is massive flooding. This is, like, the type of flooding that we've been seeing recently in Venice. So you're going to see, you know... Most of the East Coast, some of the West Coast, most of Florida, then you're going into Europe and all the coastal cities there and all the coastal cities in other places. But you're talking about, you know, a few inches rise on on the ocean um, and then more and more as it continues. But the floods on the high tides and stuff like that going in and literally flooding the cities like you're seeing in Venice. And they predict that by 2050, you know, wow. and this this isn't you know it's not too far away you know and that yeah, that's not. that's if it progresses at the rate that it's progressing now if we do anything that's going to increase that which we are because everything keeps on increasing as far as in industrial pollution other things lack of care all of this stuff if it starts to increase we're talking about 
you know, three of the four boroughs in New York are going to virtually be underwater. And when I say underwater, it doesn't mean that it's flooding to the fourth floor. It means like the first floor of buildings and stuff are flooded. You people aren't going to live there anymore. You know, like yeah. Uh, uh, and where is all of this happening? We're see we're going to see a massive uh, difference in coastlines uh, globally. And where is the majority of the world's population live? They live on coastal cities. Okay, so you're talking about the majority of the planet are going to literally have to move inwards on their continents of wherever they may be, and you know like. We can't continue to live like this. I know that there's the people that fight against global warming and they say, well, this, the planet goes in cycles. Yes, that's true. But we are exponentially increasing it and pushing it further where this isn't something that's like, oh, yeah, later on down the line, maybe my kids' kids are going to have to deal with it. This is like, no, you're going to have to deal with it in this lifetime, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. I never, I've, I haven't heard about that or researched that, so I'm definitely going to have to do oh. my research on yeah, that. Yeah, like you could, you can look into all that, like in Waikiki and in, in Hawaii, like that most of that's slated to be underwater, uh, had massive flooding starting by 2030, by 2050, you're talking about. So more. that's going to be when... 2030 Pluto will be in Aquarius so this is going to be around the time where there will be some type of revolution (laughs) trust me uh, yeah (laughs) so I mean like and these are like this is hard science guys can look it up the different ways that they've calculated uh oceans even increasing in the flooding and again I'm not saying that everything's underwater and the whole coastline's (laughs) different I'm saying flooding think about the venice canals flooding in italy think about how it went into all the shops and 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 flooded the first floor and did that multiple times in the year this is um what they're saying is uh these cities that are going to be impacted are going to have floods a minimum of 24 times in a year Mm -hmm. and so that's what they consider a flooded region by by definition it's 24 um impacted flooding in in a certain region on an annual basis so these are going to be non-livable Right. You know, imagine New Orleans just constantly flooding. You know, that's not going to you can't live there. If, if if 24 times out of the year, your whole first floor like is in 10 inches of water, like you can't live there. Houses are going to be full with mold, too. You know, like, yeah. OK, yeah, got my raft here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the Aquarius energy um, that we're going to be having if you know, if those predictions are going to come true, uh, the Aquarius energy that will be happening is more than likely going to push a lot of people to fight to break these things from happening because Aquarius is the the revolutionary of the Zodiac and the humanitarian. So that's interesting, um, you know, that that's yeah. a prediction of what's to come. <laughs> I'm thinking of the revolution. There's there's that Brazilian show that's on Netflix called The Three Percent. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's, it's a good show, but they have like this revolution against like the uh, they have there's the people on the mainland and then the people that are on the North Shore or whatever. Like this island that is the utopian society, and it's it, but it's all controlled in this. But they have this rise up and they. You know, plow through because everybody else is living in poverty, but while the three percent that are chosen to live on this island live in the best life, you know everything that they want. It's luxury. It's all of this stuff, but everybody that lives on the mainland is living in like what would be equivalent of our slums here in some of the third world countries. You know. Wow. Like in Brazil and places like that where you see the slummed regions and everything like that. That's the mainland. And then the 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 offshore is, uh, sorry, not the North Shore, the offshore is this like utopian society. But they have this revolution. Wow. And so, but that's where, yeah, there's a, it's a really good show. Not, <laughs> not, not endorsed by Netflix. Maybe if you guys want to uh, <laughs> throw us a bone, but... <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so what else? What are some other things that you see? So another thing that we have right now is the planet Uranus in the sign of Taurus. And it's interesting, we're talking about the economy, we're talking about the Earth and, you know, what can happen to our land. Taurus is a sign of the economy. Taurus is also an Earth sign um, and and rules literally the ground. Um, 
and you know the dirt that we walk on and, and things like that. So um, Uranus is a planet that's ruled by Aquarius, um, but it rules unpredictability and change. So whenever we have Uranus transiting a sign, we're experiencing major changes in whatever that sign is, and unpredictable events can happen whenever we have. When does that happen? <laughs> it's now. <laughs> so we have Uranus in Taurus. Uh, Uranus just went into Taurus last year, but this is a seven-year transit. Okay. So for the next seven years, we're going to be seeing a lot of changes with our economy. Um, Taurus is also the sign of values. So we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, changes in, in our value systems just as a whole in society. Like, what, what do we value? Um, and then also changes within the earth. They, there may be more earthquakes. There may be more, um, you know, changes within what's going on with the environment and, and things like that. I think actually... When Uranus first went into Aquarius last year, I can't remember the exact date, but I think there was like a volcano or something that happened, a volcano eruption um, that happened right after Uranus went into Taurus. Um, and, and the Uranus in Taurus transit is going to be making a harsh aspect with the Aquarius energy because Aquarius and Taurus, they um, we call it a square in astrology when two signs, um, they challenge each other. And when is that happening? So this is going to occur um, within 2021. We're going to experience this, you know, this harsh aspect. They're going to continue to make harsh aspects throughout the years. Um, so next year, is it like the beginning of the year, middle? When is that? Do you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know the exact date off the top of my head, but we will be experiencing it um, a couple of times throughout 2021 when Uranus and, and Pluto, I'm sorry, not Pluto, Uranus and Saturn and Jupiter will be making these challenging aspects with each other. Um, so that is basically with, with Uranus and Saturn and Pluto, um, I'm sorry, not Saturn and Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter challenging each other. Saturn is about our structures and Uranus is about what makes us feel free. Uh, we're changing things. So we're going to kind of feel a little bit of confrontation as far as how we're trying to structure our lives, but in relation to how we're also trying to change society as a whole. So it's like we're trying to structure ourselves in a, in a certain way, but it's conflicting with what we're trying to do to free ourselves or to create some type of change within society. So yeah. um, we, we may start seeing those themes as well. But um, with these two signs, you know, together and Uranus and Taurus and Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, you're going to see those changes with humanity. You're going to see those changes with the economy. That's why the economy, uh, what did you say? The... It's just the worst that it's ever been. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. And then I Taurus... Mean, not the worst that it's ever been, but you're having, you know, it's just some of the stock market's dropping up to a thousand points a day right now. I mean... Uh, I mean, we've lost like over, I ha I would have to look and I don't know the, uh, the date that people are looking at this, but w the global economy has lost trillions of dollars in a matter of a few days. And so as it continues to go, you know, like it's just going to continue to have a bigger and bigger impact. And I don't, I don't see that number going up anytime soon. I only see it going down. And so you're talking about massive global recession, um, you know. Yeah, that's Uranus and Taurus for you. We're going to, we're going to see even more changes within the next six years. Cause it's already been a year of this transit of Uranus and Taurus. Um, and then also we're going to see a lot more changes with our food. So because Taurus is a sign of food. So if you've noticed, a lot more restaurants are starting to have uh, vegan options, like restaurants that you never would have thought would have vegan options, like KFC, I think, even has yeah. like a vegan chicken wing or something like that. <laughs> and uh, things, uh, Del Taco and, you know, these fast food places that are providing vegan options. And they may not even necessarily be healthy, but they're creating all of these weird foods, you know, and a lot of them are... Uh, GMO, they're not even real. <laughs> so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna start seeing more changes with our foods, what we eat, the economy, finances, our health. Yeah, how we view health, right? So okay, so change, 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 change. 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 
destruction, conflict. <laughs> okay, what's something good happening this year? Well, see, the the good thing is that throughout this change, I know that there's good to all of the change. Once we get beyond the change and the change, but I'm like, what's the like rosy, joyous thing that somebody has to look forward to? <laughs> so, I like to tell people that <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing in this year is good to look forward to. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I like to tell people. I see where this is going. This is the manipulation cause that I give people in like therapy. You know, like after you get through this, you're gonna be like a new person. It's like you know, you became the caterpillar, and then you—I mean, you morphed into a butterfly. You're gonna have wings. It's gonna be a difficult transformation, but you're gonna have wings. Like, well, I like to say that. There's there's no such thing as good or bad <laughs> when it comes. That's the same one I use. When it comes, when it when it comes, when I. No, I'm serious though. None of these things no, are really good or bad. No, I know, but they're challenging. They so I, are. I didn't know if there was anything that was like light and airy or like yeah. kind of a blessing that was going to be experienced. <laughs> I mean, of course, there are going to be sweet aspects that we're going to have, you know, throughout the year. Um, Whenever the sun and Jupiter kiss, that's usually considered the luckiest day of the year in astrology. When is that? Um, And that usually happens... Um, it happens a different time of year every year, but I have to double check. Um, but this year, since Jupiter is in Capricorn, um, actually it already happened the end of last year. That okay. was actually right on Christmas Day when uh, when Jupiter and, and uh, the sun kissed. But it will probably be again in the end of this year in December when Jupiter goes into Aquarius. But I have to double check. Oh, no, it won't be. It won't be at the end of the year. It'll probably be the beginning of 2021 when it's Aquarius season. Okay. When that when that'll happen, but that's usually considered the luckiest day of the year. But we always have, um, you know, harmonious times. You know, throughout the months, throughout the years, and new moons are a great time of the month to set intentions and to use it as a time for manifestation that happens once a month. Okay. So um, we actually have a new moon. We just had a new moon in Pisces. Um, We're going to have another new moon coming up in Aries soon. Um, So those are are good times of the year, um, you know, for starting new things and or trying to create something um jupiter going into aquarius is actually a good thing and and so is saturn moving into aquarius i see it as a good thing no no i see it overall the longevity of it and the long like tail of it absolutely good i'm just <laughs> saying you know like when you see the world of the fires i yeah. mean and uh, like and i mean like not the literal fires in in australia but like you know everything just kind mm-hmm. of erupting right you know yeah. it's like a bomb going off um, people are scared. People are lost. People are confused. People don't know what to do, you know? Um, and it's, it's a challenging point in a time where, um, how do they, you know, maybe that's some advice. How, how would you best give some advice of people going through in this scared fear kind of mindset that they might have, uh, because everything's, you know, they're being affected, you know, people are losing, they're losing their whole, like, fortune in the stock market, they're losing, you know, like, uh, many of them might be losing relatives to the pandemic that are going on, um, yeah. you know, people are, might be losing jobs or businesses or different things along those lines, you know, an article I read um, that came out by an Italian ec- economist, and this was, you know, weeks ago, uh, said that if this impact continues in Q2, uh, quarter two of uh, the year, that over 50 million businesses will go bankrupt. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, you have 936 of the Fortune 1000 companies in the United States are tier one or tier two business. Uh, uh, they get their uh, tier one or tier two, they get their supply chain from China. So you're talking about... Yeah. Almost all of our Fortune 1000 companies are affected. You're talking about 50 million, if not more, companies, international, small businesses, medium-sized and large, have the potential to go bankrupt within the next couple months. Yeah, Um, I actually know someone that that job was affected because of the coronavirus. They got laid off because... 
And, big, and you're, you're going to see this and now, like, as it's spreading to more countries and the more bigger impacts in the other countries that it's going to have, um, this is already, you know, and by the time people are watching that, it's a more impact, I'm sure, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, people's whole identity is getting, mm-hmm. is getting, the rug is getting pulled from under them, you know, like, and um, what do you have to give people as, like, a token of, like, hope inspiration or or that kind of as seeing this from like a bigger perspective and seeing the whole shifts happening so what i say with that because a lot of the things that i'm hearing is um we're losing a lot concerning materialism finances and yes because of the coronavirus some people are losing physical people family members you know obviously that's traumatic but when it comes to that um I think that spirituality is like the best thing that you can cling to when it comes to these type of events that are occurring. And um, spirituality is, you know, it's personal for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying anyone has to believe in in a certain specific thing, but just knowing that these are all cycles, you know, and that, you know, we're always going to go through these times and periods where there's going to be challenges. There's going to be, you know, like I said, Pluto, death and rebirth. There's something that has to go out in order for something to be reborn. And you can find that rebirth within yourself. Um, And one thing as a collective that we're also going through is Neptune is in Pisces right now. And Neptune is the planet of spirituality. It's the planet Mm. of intuition. And, um, you know, gaining that awareness within yourself. And um, Pisces is, Neptune is ruled by Pisces. So this is a, a great time as a collective for us all to dive deeper into ourselves internally. And the thing is that when things are chaotic externally, we have to go within. So that is my, my advice for, and my, my piece for that. I love that. And, you know, in recapping on that, that the cycle and that things, you know, we have to have the change in order to have the rebirth, right? And, and I do think that ultimately people are going to find more happiness more satisfaction more truth right because they're going to connect to their self like you're saying with spirit and everything connecting and finding that and finding what really matters instead of what had been thought to matter Mm -hmm. right yeah so where can people find you People can find me. You can find me on social media, um, on Instagram, Aya Samadhi. That's A-A-Y-A-S-A-M-A-D-H-I. On Facebook, it's the same thing. Um, You can also go to my website, which is alignedastro.com. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was definitely a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Liberate. (laughs) Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. So we have some of the most interesting, unique, and amazing meditations, I think, in the world. I mean, we have past life regression meditations, guided hypnosis meditations, Akashic Record meditations, as well as healing meditations. Our meditations are pretty cool. And they're not just about stillness of mind and peace and sit there, hmm. I mean, we have those too. Don't get me wrong, but these are about meditations that are going to shift and change and you're going to walk out of there feeling lighter, freer, healed, and even getting guidance and insight. So come down, experience one of our meditations. They're pretty badass.